Welcome to episode 315 of the Overlook Hour. I'm your host, Clark Little. Along with me, as always, is the man sitting across the table from me. What is that table made of, you may ask? Well, I'll tell you. It's made out of pubes. It's Russell John the Fisherman. <laughs> Hi, everyone. What's up? <laughs> you like our new pube table? You know, in the five years we've been doing this, you've never redone an intro. I know. Today. You just did two. <laughs> is a new day. I think I did three. And you landed on the table of made of pubes? That's correct. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm just glad we're in a good mood today. Uh-huh. Also in Atlanta, Georgia, we're going to bring him in so he can also talk about the table made of pubes. It's Randy Michael Stat. That's me. What's up? I'm also sitting at a table full of pubes, made of pubes. <laughs> Yours is full of pubes? Ours is just there, made. If it's there may be some pubes, uh, excess hair on my desk as I just shaved my head again last night. Oh. No pubes, though. What are you, Edward Norton? What are, why are you shaving your head? Because the hair was getting too long. I, I was doing a fade myself for a while, but then the top of my hair was getting too long, so it just looked fucked up. So I uh, just shaved the whole thing again. It'll grow. <laughs> All right, how long have you been cutting your own hair? Because I'm right there with you. I'm going on three years this summer, dude. Uh, yeah, probably two-ish. I went to a barber out here twice, and then I just said, eh, I'm going to go back to just cutting my own hair. So Does everyone on this podcast cut their own hair? Uh, no. But every three years, Oksana cuts my hair. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah. Actually, I do have a drawer full of hair. What? Yeah. Be- I'm sorry? Because she cuts it, and then we're always like, oh, we're going we're gonna to donate it. Because it's long enough. And then I, you know, three years later, I open the drawer. I'm like, wait, that hair is still in here. Okay, here's what happened. <laughs> you don't put it in a bag. Do you put it in a bag? In a bag. Okay. I mailed it. It was returned because there wasn't enough postage. And then it's probably. I really was hoping it was more of a quality issue with the hair. I was worried. His hair, people love his hair. Oh, yeah. It's thick thick and luscious and voluptuous hair. And full of pubes. Whatever. But it got returned. It may or may not still be in a drawer at my office. You say A, it's plural. There are two. No. False. One went out? (laughs) It's one drawer. Would you do throw it away? I don't remember. And also that female voice you're hearing is also Randy Michael Stapp. <laughs> <laughs> Oksana Valeria Novosachi. Oksana, hello. Hi. I've been cutting my own hair for more than a decade, probably. A decade, you say? It Oksana, that's help. 10 years, according to the calendar. Correct. That is true. I think when I met you, you had cut your own hair. You did the uh, crow goth girl shave the sides look. So the first time Ooh. I had that, I didn't do it myself, but I, I'm... Actually, the first time I didn't do it myself, but then maintaining it, I did. It didn't last long. No. I think you brought it back a couple of years ago, though. Yeah, absolutely. That's why my hair is all different levels right now. <laughs> trying to grow it back. You know what else is different levels? This show. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't, what's that mean? Uh, whatever you want it to mean. You know what I mean? Oh, you mean like in an RPG, I'm a higher level than you. Sure. So I have sure, more HP. Yes. You know what I'm talking about, an RPG. <laughs> well, while we're talking about games, I do want to talk about the, uh, the Super Bowl, which I know you're very excited Why about, Why do you Clark. want to talk about the Super Bowl? I don't know. Mainly because I want to bring up that um, the Valentine's Day special for Vinegar Syndrome is like live. Yeah, and they have a football horror movie, which... Uh, Wait, wait, uh, sorry. I was just, I reminded that I did have something to bring to the show today and I totally forgot, (laughs) but now I'm going to go back. So what are you talking about? Um, Vinegar Syndrome. They have a holiday 
special. You know how all the boutiques, like, they'll shut down their website for a little bit prior so that it doesn't get overloaded and crash? Well, it went up, and um, it, actually, you know, I should, I should start by this. The Midnight Swim has a beautiful Blu-ray release, and last week we held Sarah hostage. Now, on Zencaster, there is a chat option, like on everything with Gchat or Zoom. I just don't look at it. I have my screen up on a monitor. And I guess she was she was writing in there. I need to leave. And we and heard, I texted you guys. And Randy texted us. And uh, we I just didn't see it. I also I do throw my phone on the floor and it's under a chair when we're recording, <laughs> so the nice. text won't help. Randy, next time just flash like a red light in there. Or that seems or, more disruptive, to be honest. Well, it's or neon light. Well, no, it's like a comedy club. Yeah, yeah. So if you just flash that, then we'll know to cut. Yeah, it. I, so, I have a red light on me for sure. <laughs> Or just blow your rape whistle, dude. Just show us your butthole. (laughs) (laughs) Not with company present. Dude, so yeah, Vinegar Syndrome uh, released a beautiful edition of Midnight Swim that I I had written in large on my notes, but when uh, Sarah had to go, she had to go. So yeah, plug that. Uh, Anyway, the website is up now, and they do have a football horror movie where it's kind of like the story is a new kid moves into a new town and he gets in the high school and is recruited into the football team. But the movie's kind of about groupthink, and uh, the football team runs the high school. Everybody right. listens to them, and they kind of bully them. I've never heard of it. Actually, I don't even know the title. Are you, are you looking that up right now? Yeah. Is it out now? It's called Wolfpack. Oh, it's on sale right there. They got the beautiful, like, thick uh, slipcover for it and everything. Are y'all buying it? I want to. I was okay. like, dude, I bet I could get Clark to watch this one. 100%. Yeah. And. Oh, wow. uh, Midnight Swim too. What else was on there? Oh, they got uh, Madman, a beautiful fucking cover of that. Dracula sucks. Yeah. So I wanted to bring up Super Bowl so I could instantly pivot out of it, as I have not watched the NFL since the Niners lost the Super Bowl, and when uh, the power went out. Yeah, I do. Oh my god, what a weird game. Yeah, I, I really doubled down on Alex Jones after that. That was a while ago. Yeah, it was, and it was the end because that was the one record where I'm like, hey, we're five and zero at the bowl. When we go back and it'll turn things around. We went back, uh, bad call, lost it. Then Kaepernick, God, the whole thing with him. Well, by the time this episode airs, the Super Bowl champion will have been crowned, and hopefully, that is the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. Go Bengals! I do agree with you. It would be cool. I love it when a small market team does good. Also, but the only other caveat to that is I do like Matthew Stafford. I'm glad he's on a winner now because he was uh, with the Lions for forever and they're the worst franchise in the history of western civilization and i'm glad he's having a shot now so if he wins i'll be happy for him but i hope that la bursts around okay (laughs) so before uh we jump into all of our procedurals that we normally hit week in and week out on this wonderful show that you listen to for free and you still bitch about it (laughs) (laughs) wait there's more bitching always Okay. I want to point something out is, you know, I, I recently, for whatever reason, unbeknownst to me, uh, are, I've been going on Twitter more, but I'm having oh, a good no. time. No, no, no. It's healthy. It's a healthy relationship I have with Twitter. I only check it one or two times a day, and I have curated a feed that is healthy for me and my brain. I found something yesterday that was a pinned, uh, well, I pinned it, but um, someone else had liked it. And I just thought, this is fantastic and adorable. And so I followed this guy now, because apparently this is his thing. But uh, this is Twitter user at George Poynton. 
and uh, he said, I asked a group of six-year-olds to pitch me a new film idea. Move over, Hollywood. And so it's a thread. So the first one is from a six-year-old named Rory. Rory's movie pitch was called Burger Monster. The genre is fighting. A burger realizes that if he eats other burgers, he will become bigger. <laughs> Eventually, he becomes so big, he tries to destroy the world which created him. <laughs> Rory will play the burger, and that's non-negotiable. <laughs> Fast-paced, fattening, and fun. Uh, the other one, uh, another one is from Jack. Uh, Jack is pitching skateboard wheels. The genre is skateboard. A down-on-their-luck amateur skateboarder gets a new set of wheels. However, these aren't any wheels. They're magic. They help him become the greatest skating superstar ever. But is it worth it? <laughs> Basically, like Mike with skateboards. Ravi pitches money cannon. The genre is money. A crazed trillionaire builds a cannon and fires all his money into the air. <laughs> what seems like a gesture of goodwill ultimately leads to a chaos, greed, and destruction. Holding a mirror to humanity in the state of society, Oscar buzz has begun. Wait, what? So the, the, the uh, multi-billionaire, oh, trillionaire, he said, fires money into the air, and that's the reflection of humanity? I feel like that's a, that's a different political movie. Than we're used to. It's almost uh, like universal healthcare or something. The next one is from... Or income, not healthcare. The next one is from Mikey. It's called Spider-Man. Okay. <laughs> the genre he wrote it as, he listed it as, is I am Spider-Man. Mikey gets bitten by a spider and wakes up with spider powers. I'm not sure he understood the assignment. <laughs> He's basically remaking Spider-Man, but cast himself as the hero. He said he wants to fight the green one. Okay. He will also direct. <laughs> Wait, so how did he get these from the children? I'm not sure. Uh, this is from Zara. It's called Hide and Seek. The genre is scary movie. A family moves into an old house. It is empty except for the ghost. <laughs> he begins to torment the family, but whenever they search for him, he hides. A suspenseful thriller that will leave you hiding. Rated PG because Zara wants to see it. <laughs> oh, man. Those are great. And then uh, the end of the thread, he wrote, my quote of the week this week comes from William, who is aged five. William said, I will never be four again but I'll be happy to be six. Mark gets fun. Um, dude, the Spider-Man one has found footage potential. <laughs> no, imagine you open a, a movie and it's a guy who's kind of like down and out and he forces a spider to bite him. Maybe puts battery on him or something, battery acid. And uh, he just starts dressing up and doing all those things that we see in every clip show where people are, you know, in a skin tight Spider-Man suit, like, perched on a fence and then people come up and like take pictures with them i could totally see a dark found footage movie spinning out of that yeah yeah i'm i'm into it also i'm a, I'm a fan of the magic wheels one skateboard wheels yeah and you know instantly i'm like how would you make that you'd just be a fraud you should pick all your favorite things from all the videos and like deep fake them i like money cannon money cannon yeah 
Money political commentary there. Yeah. Uh, there were several more in there. They're, they're all good. Be about like inflation and uh, universal income. It'd be great. I'm, I'm telling you right there. Oh, man. I was thinking about a movie. Oscar today. buzz has begun. Dude. So uh, I'm not a big fan of the Razzies. Do you ever follow them? No, not at all. Uh, there was something interesting that came up. They've, LeBron was nominated. Yeah, he was nominated, but they added a whole new award category. Uh-oh. Did you did you hear about it? No. It's for Bruce Willis. They said <laughs> the worst Bruce Willis movie award. Oh, he man. was in Sorry. eight last year. Dude, it's it's getting crazy. He was in that. eight fucking movies last year. I'm What's- does he have some tax issues? What's I, happening? Or he, he must have like alimony or I don't know what's going Why on. Why is Bruce Willis doing Steven Seagal impressions now? I, him and Nicolas Cage need to like be in a movie together. And he basically owns see, see, a city in Idaho. I don't know. That might have to do with it. What? <laughs> that is true. Bruce Willis, he basically like up. owns a city in Idaho. It's called, I forget what it's called, but... um. Yeah, he moved in there like in like the 90s or something then started like buying like the real estate and stuff and trying to like revive it a little bit. Wow. That dude, okay. The Last Duel. It's called Haley, Idaho. So the thing I loved about The Last Duel is it had kind of like a uh, feudalist um approach. Oh, well, I mean it was feudalist times, but just that kind of like uh economy system and Bruce Willis could basically do that. He would be like the hero uh noble who, when the town is doing bad, he just goes out and makes a movie and comes back with a bunch of money and, like, fixes the economy for, like, a month. Apparently, he's go- kind of an asshole, though. Oh, of course. All From the nobility are assholes. Randy, with breaking news, <laughs> Bruce Willis is a dick. No, no. That's, that's a big deal for Randy. He worships Die Hard. Remember that. It's Bruce good. I've been to uh, the Nakatomi Tower in L.A. Yeah. But have you been to Haleyville? Haley. It's just I haven't, but my sister's boyfriend has been to Haley, Idaho, as he lives and is from Boise. It's interesting that Bruce Willis's town has a more traditional female name than all of his children. Why? What are his children? <laughs> I don't know, like Starfart or something. I, they're all <laughs> stupid. I don't understand. Starfart's a good name. Starfart is good. Randy, write that down. God damn. <laughs> all right. Um, did, wow. did we want to lament? Yeah, what's his children's name? Okay, so... Rumor, yeah, rumor. Oh, I like that. Rumor was in the. Um, it was in Hostage. The uh, the. Um, Which one? The movie the, Room, <laughs> where they break into the house. I like the the motion you're doing with the hand. I can't think of the subgenre. What am I? Tr- what is it called? Home Invasion. God dog. It's been a long <laughs> week, man. The power of God dog. Thank also you. Has a child named Tallulah. Evelyn, which is a normal name. Willis. For a 90-year-old woman with a UTI. <laughs> Evelyn Penn Willis. Uh, then Scout Willis and Mabel Ray Willis. Why there is he have so many kids? Well, okay. Because <laughs> he's got a town he needs to populate. Where's Starfart? <laughs> well, the thing is, he, he's just doing the Costanza. He's looking around the room. Coffee. That's a good name. Yeah. Adjective. Seven. Um, I did, oh, fuck. I was going to say, did we want to lament... Our favorite or our closest theater shutting down. I mean, might as well uh, play some uh, play some somber music. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here, let me turn it on. All right, try it again. Randy, make the announcement. Uh, the Tanfran Theater in uh, what's the city actually that it's in? It's not Daly City, San Bruno, Bruno. California. San Bruno. Uh, well, apparently the the mall that the theater uh, is attached to is. 
being sold to a uh, be a tech campus for something. I don't know. I didn't really read the article. You guys know more than I do. Yeah, there's a biotech company, I think, buying up all the land. Yeah. Although you were saying that Target and the theater haven't been officially. Well, announced. no, no, no. I mean, I imagine they just didn't. Um, so what they did is that they actually announced it this past summer, which no one listened because, I don't know, COVID, I imagine. Yeah. And uh, mall news. I they, don't follow. Yeah, they it. just broke up the mall because that Sears has been abandoned there for a while. So they bought the Sears first, and then they bought the other side, which is the J.C. Penney, and then they bought the rest of the mall, which is kind of shocking because I had heard Amazon moved in and bought them all. So I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. Biotech definitely. I mean, I thought Amazon I mean, warehouse was pretty lame. We don't have a date because I imagine that's going to be a hell of an overhaul for sure. Also, not a bad mall. And apparently there's also going to be, um, they're going to make it residential as well. Great. I, 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 there is another mall, Stonestown, if you're out here in the Bay Area. I heard they're going away too for more apartments. So whatever. I mean, I'm mainly been saying that forever. I'm complaining because it was a luxury living so close. They just close. dumped money in Stonestown. Who knows what they're doing though. I, and also land development takes years for it to like yeah. go out, but. I again, I am complaining because we tend to run late to things. I don't know if you've ever heard us talk about that, but we would uh, leave the house ten minutes after the movie was supposed to start. We were so close uh, to Tan Fran, and we would get there and still have to watch thirty minutes of trailers. We're actually, we're fair. I mean, it may be the same distance between here and Daly City. That that is fair, or at least the same time. Because you, yeah, cause you could ride the freeway you, you all the way there. Get on the freeway, you're right there. Yeah, I, again, it's just, it's superficial. The parking over at Daily City, I don't like. Uh, it's, it tends to be more crowded. I don't like the whole, like, you have to go through a maze to get to your fucking movie theater, too. You start at the ground floor, which is only a ticket taker. Then you go up an escalator that's usually broken. You get into a confusing lobby. And then you find out your theater is hidden in the back staircase. And you go up <laughs> to the third floor, which you're just like, where am I? Anyway. You can the- slam beers at that theater, though. You can. You can. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, before we start officially, uh, we had been uh, propositioned. Now, I know Randy hasn't heard about this, but uh, former, uh, he's not really a guest, but on uh, what episode was it? I, 241. On episode 241, we had uh, actually I deleted all the notes on that. We had Christian on here to promote his film that was on YouTube, Girls Night. And uh, the n- following week, we allowed his cinematographer, Connor, to. Uh, send us some audio where he uh, berated us and Connor currently has a Indiegogo going now I know um, we just closed that one with Robbie we're not trying to drain everybody other money but Connor was trying to pay us to promote this thing and I'm like dude we're not going to take your money also he doesn't have a goal of 30 grand he, he's looking for $1,500 I think he's already at like 200 and he thought uh, his movie Chicken Surprise would oh. be something that our audience would be into I love it so, Oksana, if you could, I don't know, tweet out a link or we need to bring the blog back too, because this kind of shit, we should be putting it up there. It's just with us right now. Bring back the blog. Bring back the blog. <laughs> that was a good Guar reference. Thank you so much. I, that was very good. Um, yeah. So chicken surprise. We'll tweet that out. Connor's there's some, great. There's some stills on there. Um, Indiegogo that I don't know. They look. Well, they're too exciting. They're two very repressed Canadians who uh, their town is going to shit because <laughs> the uh, truck blockade. So he's literally starving. He's looking for money. We got to help him out. Oh, 
oh, would be a nice chicken surprise <laughs> to fund his movie. Oh, you know, I almost forgot this shit. Um, so that was a shout out for Connor and Chicken Surprise on India Gogo. Uh, but we also got a shout out. Now, in the uh, newest episodes, <laughs> episode of Scary Thoughts, uh, a word slipped into their argument. Now, they're covering Titan. Uh, Titan. Titan. Uh, our homie, Chad Lott, loved it. Like we all did. And honestly, I'd never heard anybody who d- like expressed opinions of uh, negative variety. Uh, his co-host, Mark, fucking hated it. So they were in a discussion, and uh, Chad brought up a defense of the movie. And uh, happened to use a word that we all know. So I pulled a clip. Here you go. Versimilitude, a word that I learned from the Overlook Theater Bros. Versimilitude? Yeah, I, it was just a... Really? Yeah, I just never heard it before. Oh, so anytime, word. Yeah, anytime I think about it now, I think about Lord Battle. So shout out to <laughs> Lord Battle and his vocabulary. <laughs> uh, Mark, I don't appreciate you laughing at Chad while he uh, praises me like I should be for sharing my brilliant vocabulary with everybody on this show. Also, Chad, I don't appreciate you calling us bros. <laughs> don't fucking gender me. Uh, that was a fantastic episode, by the way. And uh, if you like nuance and conversation, go listen to that because not enough people were shitting on Titan. 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 And I love those guys. We should have them back on sometime. Also, they had Phonique on there, local uh, drag queen. Oh, you know what? No, I hate their show. They went on a tangent about tarot cards and everybody could keep up with it. They all knew multiple artists, different inflections. Like they're too smart. I don't also, like them. What, well, was, uh, was Mark vocab shaming Chad for not knowing yeah, that word? I think so. Yeah. Oh, dude. I know. <laughs> and you know, that's it's like, you don't know that word. That word is so big and uh, too intellectual for this show that we all make fun of. It's like a $15 word. Yeah, because you take it off the shelf, you polish <laughs> it every night. Shout out to Chris Power, by the way. He's the one that taught it to me. He's like the knight that I was squiring. You know who taught it to me? <laughs> oh God. Probably some famous author, because I read books now. <laughs> Thank you. All right. You want to talk about I books? I just read the latest Boxcar Children. <laughs> you are reading Wolf in White Van. I've been trying to read that book for, let's call it 37 months. No, it hasn't been that long. No, it's, it's actually been way longer. Really? Yeah, probably. I've had it for a long time. Oh, I didn't know that. I've had it since I was like a child. And you only... That's not true. <laughs> anyway, we don't need to get into book talk. Uh, should, we, should we bring in our guest? Randy, how, wait, wait, wait. Real quick. Uh, do the book segment. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I actually have brand new stinger for it. So uh, okay. here we go. It's Book It. <laughs> Randy, how far in on the uh, Buster Keaton are you? Almost the same place I was last weekend. <laughs> Randy, what happened? It took you that long to shave your head? No, I just didn't do any reading throughout the week, and then I did a little bit this morning, and that's about it. What'd you do, party? Throughout the week? Yeah. Yeah, you know. Go to work, come back home. Watch some And uh, watch some bad movies, and then... Uh, Go to sleep. You cooking this week? What'd you cook? You cooking? This Nothing week? exciting. No, just some post, some poster. Randy, can, can you bring some energy to the show, please? Wait, hold on. What what kind of noodle? Um, fusilli. If you say fusilli, I'm gonna kick your ass through this zoom. I'm hoping they're both. not. I'm not sure what fusilli actually looks like. It, they look like little spirals. <laughs> oh, actually, that is what I got. 
Oh, <laughs> oh dude, Fusili. I am very low energy this morning, though. I went on a, uh, a jog slash run this morning, and I, I'm just... I probably need to eat more. I'm drinking a Powerade to try to get some uh, oh, energy no. going. Oh, my man. What what flavor? Blue? Uh, red flavor. Oh, my oh, God. God. What the, the hell? Worse. You have to go blue. Red? I do white every now and then. What What the hell is white? I don't know. Arctic frost, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. Frost. Yeah. It's something. Drinking a uh, no red Powerade to match white. my red hat. <laughs> no one ever calls it. What do you call white it? White Powerade. Fucking the Powerade I don't touch. <laughs> The other one. That's what you call it. All right, fine. You call it, what is that? No, it's good. No, man. Blue and white. It's blue and purple. I don't touch red. Occasionally, if I'm in a pinch, I'll do a yellow. Oh, I don't do yellow. I'll do a yellow or, or an orange. I'll do. <laughs> never. Never. A red. Dude, any fruit punch stuff is always cloyingly sweet. Yeah. It's too much. I agree. It's too much. White cherry flavor. Okay, gross. thanks for tuning in for once. <laughs> <laughs> Randy likes that sweet stuff over there, man. I don't know. They all taste sweet to me. Oh my God, I don't know what's <laughs> happening in Atlanta today. All right, can we let David go? Oh, oh, uh, real quick. Um, we have another breaking news segment, uh, which is, I mean, you know, guys, this is a serious thing. And, oh, really? Know, I, I don't mean to put this in like a... <laughs> um, weird funny tone but well, you're doing a good job um they released uh the, the hounds the autopsy report from bob saget oh i heard yeah man that that should terrify you more than anyone else why because i 100 percent see the same <laughs> scenario happening to you that happened to right, bob well, saget are you gonna give some context to so people? bob saget um the autopsy was released that he died of head trauma because apparently he bumped his head didn't do anything about it, thought nothing of it, went to sleep, and then died because of a brain bleed. You would do some stubborn shit like that. Actually, that's a great um, thing to bring up right before the Super Bowl. <laughs> nice. <laughs> C-T-E. No, C-T-E. now, here's the thing. I'm offended because I never fall. I don't trip. I don't hit my head. But if Me you neither. did, you wouldn't do anything about if, it. If I had blood coming out of every hole in my face, I would not go to the doctor. That's what I'm saying. Okay, I agree with you there. Take care of your body. I mean, if if it coagulates quick enough, then if who you hit your head, you're going to the doctor. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Nah. What about you? You wouldn't do it. Don't either. worry about me. I will never die. <laughs> <laughs> that's you your, that's your have, punishment. Yes, I have cockroach blood in my system. <laughs> my father terribly unhealthy. He'll never die. Okay. All right. I got genes that we live forever, dude. Also, did you hear that Bob Saget tested positive for COVID while dead? Yeah, he had it. He had it in December. All when right. did he die? I think he died I in December. Know. Yeah. It doesn't matter. He also was in Orlando. That is a COVID death. Yeah. <laughs> so right. good job. Uh, that's, that's what Fauci put it on the board. <laughs> Fauci took credit. All right. Are we ready? Let's do it. All right, he's waiting out there. Um, uh, let's give him a good introduction. Uh, let's introduce the filmmaker of Lamp. And Blue Bob Eggs. Uh, David Lynch, everybody. Oh, that's the wrong button. <laughs> Sorry, David. Go back out. All right. Good morning. It's February 12, 2022. And it's a Saturday. Today is day one 
of weekend projects and the fun work train <laughs> will be running continuously all day. Everyone is welcome. Everyone, <laughs> have a great day. Dude, what, are you mad? That old man mouth sounds like I'm walking through a swamp in rubber boots. <laughs> I think that's why he left so quick. It's just, I think there were a couple burps in there, too. He, went, He's, he doesn't care anymore. He's like, I finally was cast <laughs> in a Steven Spielberg picture. <laughs> he doesn't care anymore. No, I think he got mad that I started playing the TBR report button. Also, that was not very good. I can't believe we fly him out here for around $300. And then he gives us the weekend train. Yeah. Everyone's welcome. Goodbye. He's, he's a hack, man. I don't know. He's I was going to fix that in post, but now you already mentioned the TBR report afterwards. Oh, thanks, Randy. <laughs> no. You know what? We, we have, we're honest on this show. Our little mistakes, that's the charm. That's right, man. We call it patina. <laughs> yeah, the fine patina of uh, live to record. Anyway, let's see how bad I fuck up And this also, one. we live to record. Live to, re live to die on the record. Do the thing. <laughs> the TBR report. Oh, wow. I did a new voice. I like that one. I like that one, too. Um... It it totally threw me off, but uh, let's just uh, jump into a uh, found footage adventure. Thomas Burke, uh, he's got a new film. This time, I believe it's from Mexico, and he writes in saying, okay, I have a movie that I really want to recommend sooner rather than later because I feel I've seen this go up and down on Amazon before. I think it's a $3 rental, and it's just entirely worth it in my opinion, period. I'm talking about the movie Noctum, a Spanish-speaking found footage horror film. A small fraction of the movie breaks the found footage format, but I've considered that this should slide because it's a small establishing sequence that involves an investigator plugging in the footage he just found. The best way I can describe it without giving anything away would be to say that it is fun, scary supernatural horror film that is totally on par with paranormal activity. This movie has stuck with me for a long time. I'm watching it again now as I write this to you. Well, anyways, uh, Randy, I hope you had a good bathroom break. And yes, I'm thinking maybe watching that movie you recommended to me, probably. Russell and Oksana, I tried to pick a movie this week that Clark would definitely think about checking out, but 93% likely not end up watching. He knows me too well. So <laughs> hope you all watch this one anyways and enjoy. Uh, all the B, Thomas B, T-C-T-V-R-M-A-A-I-P-F-H-T-W-T-M-R-H-B-T-T-D-P-S- I W E H T W T O N B C I Y D W T O I G B Y A I A L A F M T S C Y O five T. Tell Clark to Venmo request my ass and I'll pay for him to watch this movie. Randy has better things to do probably, so I won't expect him to watch this one necessarily. Not true. Clark, if you watch if you don't watch this one, I'm gonna bug you about it for at least a few more times. So cheers, y'all, Audi five thou. That that speaking spell shit has to stop. <laughs> that has to stop. I will let this segment continue against my All best right. judgment, but that has to stop. Okay. 
uh, Thomas, he's thrown down the gauntlet. That's it. Thank you so much. Daddy's mad, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Call back to last week. Now go mow the grass. Where adult males refer to other men as daddy. Um, So knocked him. Uh, This movie's fucking weird. Outside of gay porn. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thomas, he mentions that there's a brief moment where they set up the whole film. Uh, He's wrong. It honestly is more of a wraparound. We're doing a thing where there's an investigator and uh, he's Okay, he's a hacker, and he has two demolished... A code cracker? He's a code cracker. Snap. Um, he's got two demolished phones that he... Uh, for some reason, the FBI can't figure out how to access their video files, but he can. So the movie um, opens traditionally, and it's a dude in a dark room with a bunch of monitors, and he's just pouring over the phone footage. Uh, all the phone footage is just that. It's phone footage. So that's all um, in genre. It's about 80% of the movie. I, I would say that it is more of a wraparound when we go back to that guy. And honestly, I think that dude watching the footage is one of the worst actors in this movie. But all the, the cell phone footage is cool. It's a, uh, we're actually following a celebrity. He's a musician. And the first thing we open up with is him running into some like pretty girls on the street and then being like, oh my God, it's you. And they take pictures together and you know it's Latin, so they're doing the kissy thing. Um, it's, it's pretty interesting. The problem with this movie is that when you have the perspective and the, the unfiltered ability to watch their cell phone videos, dude, I kind of want something more like, I don't know, um, uh, debaucherous. Like, I want to see him going to like crazy parties and, you know, flying out to Epstein Island and doing all these things that like regular people can't do. Who Be- doesn't? Well, it, it would be a great insight into like a um, celebrity life. And you could do a bunch of shit, and I don't know. It would just be interesting. And I'm not saying this film's terrible. It's, it's one of those horror movies where, okay, so his buddy is having, um, he, he claims that he's haunted. And he'll film these, these videos at night. He's laying in bed shirtless. Also, everybody in this movie is completely uh, beautiful. They're just handsome men. It's all pretty women. And uh, this dude is just laying in bed. And uh, he starts having like paranormal activity kind of interaction, except via the phone. And um, this movie is loaded up with fucking jump scares. And you know what? Half of them are fantastic. The other half are cheap or they have like their their um, punch is a CG thing that instantly removes. Like, I think we all we watched this one with Terrell. We were all jumping in our seat. Yeah, and by the end of the movie, uh, Terrell was just like, this movie was terrifying. Well, yeah, because I I heard a little bit of the movie downstairs, but I mostly heard Terrell screaming. Dude, it, I, and I'll tell you, it was effective. We do, again, with found footage, you should be watching these loud. You should try and not be distracted. And uh, we have a projector. So we, we did have a very good environment to watch it. But man, it's one of those things where Terrell was screaming. And uh, he's new on Letterboxd, so shout out to him. He's Blu-ray Junkie 88 on there if you want to follow him. He's got no picture currently. But uh, he went right onto Letterboxd and reviewed it. You know, you know what he gave this movie? Mm. Three stars. And I went, excuse me, so you didn't like it? And he was like, no, it was terrifying. And I'm like, this is where we differ. Three is not good. And honestly, I think I'd probably give this movie a three, too. I didn't love it. Um, it is a hybrid film, so Tom, I think it does count in that way. And again, with Uff this year, we are introducing the hybrid footage um, category. That's kind of a new thing. And 
just because I brought it up, if you're wondering where all the UF announcements are, they're around the corner. And I will, uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just announce something. This is a light announcement. Not a part of our official fest, but uh, we did team up with the Alamo. And on the 15th of March, we're going to show... The Ides of March? The Ides of March. What is that? (laughs) We'll we'll be teaming up to show a hybrid found footage film uh, behind the mask. So that's not announced anywhere here. Um, It's just for you guys because we love you. And... Again, Noctum, this, uh, Thomas mentioned that it does appear and disappear on Amazon Prime a lot. So right now it's up. I, I believe it's a $3 rental and a $10 buy. I just buy them. I try to support these guys. Um, also, shout out to listener Rich, who basically gave me access to his Amazon Prime account so that I could cover a bunch of found footage films that he had bought that are no longer available on Amazon Prime. I do want to say that I did pull up a movie that was called POV. It's called uh, Uncut Rage, and it's filmed from two perspectives. Now, Randy, I think you might dig this, too. It opens up straight up Brian De Palma, split down the middle, and the movie is just straight two cameras, one shot, and it's a revenge film. So I think it's victim, uh, antagonist, and it just runs from them. Now, it feels a lot like The Stream, which Oksana pointed out, which is Isaac Rodriguez's film, the first one he ever made, where you have one cameraman kind of floating around an actor. Sure. It just didn't fit the format. So I I turned it off and I pivoted into something else for Found Footage February. But I do want to throw that out there, especially in the TBR, because if people can find it, um, it's a, the craft is so interesting. Um, do I have anything else I want to say about Nocturne? I mean, I took a bunch of notes. Again... There's a lot of BGM in this movie, too. And uh, when it really started, like, when I just became so aware that there was background music, we got the first kind of evil jump scare that was a cheat. Actually, no, it wasn't. It was diegetic. There's a uh, train that pulls into an underground station. And it was a work train. It was fucking terrifying. I don't have you ever been scared by Bart coming around a corner when you weren't ready? No, I always stay prepared. (laughs) And I was scared when I first saw the train pulls into the station. All right. Randy, I don't know. I jumped out of my chair. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, I, you know, I think that's it. Um, The CG in this movie, too, is brutal. Like the first paranormal thing that happens. The computer graphics. Yeah. The the, uh, computer generated. What, What does CGI stand for? Imagery. What? Computer gemer- generated imagery. You said the first two words, so I just filled in the third. Are you saying imagery? Imagery. <laughs> Say one more time. Imagery. <laughs> yeah, it's not right. It's something weird about it's something that. weird. You say it. <laughs> imagery. Sure. You say it. You say it. One more time. Imagery. Imagery. No, no, he copied he, me. He got it. So the, and he, he's laying in bed and there's like a boom and then there's cracks appear on the wall. And the way that the format of this movie plays out is we pull out of the, the video footage, like the cell phone, and we watch the dude, who, the hacker, rewind the tape mm-hmm. and um, they're not there. The cracks are gone the oh second time. God. Yeah, it's, it, it feels a little hokey. But if you are a found footage fan and you're craving new stuff, Half of this movie really works. And you're Wes Craven new stuff? Yeah, if you're Wes Craven more. Um, actually, in a New Nightmare, they have cracks in the wall. He I'll said it was an homage to repulsion. Well, if there's cracks in the wall, that means you got to bound that. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Take two. Randy, do the rewind noise. 
<laughs> that was not a rewind. If know. you got cracks in the wall, that means you got a bad foundation, brother. Oh, I like that. Thank you so much. Yeah, Noctum uh, 2016. Check it out. Uh, again, Thomas, thank you for all these recommendations. Like, I know, I feel like I end up loving all these movies. This one's probably, I'm kind of lukewarm on. But dude, I, I love these films. And it's insane that they don't, like, get out more. Because definitely half of this film really works. Well, and this is still a pandemic. The There's third, still a lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> the third act is all in a castle, too. Like, kind of like a modern one. And it's, a, it's pretty good. There's one image in it that I keep thinking about, too. I think this, the CGI was kind of like peaks and valleys. Yeah, but it ruins it. Because the movie builds really well. And then you see, you know, you're like, oh, that looks so dumb. <laughs> Some right. of it was effective. All right. Knocked him. It was good job, Thomas. This concludes the TBR. This concludes the TBR. Okay, we fit our checklist here. <laughs> now it's time to get to what we call the meat and the potatoes of the episode. Each and every week, we offer you what we've seen throughout the previous week and that is exactly what we're going to do now so all the nonsense you heard at the beginning of the show <laughs> ladies and gentlemen that is the opening act okay what you just heard that's 38 special but now what we're going to bring you leonard skinner is about to take the <laughs> stage you understand and the lead singer of leonard skinner is randy michael stat yikes <laughs> He's like Randy Skinhead right Randy, now. Randy, name three Leonard Skinnerd songs. Not Freebird, go. Um, there's, of course, um, Highway to Hell. There's, um, <laughs> yep. Keep That's on Rocking in the Free World. Two. And um, American Woman. Did really good. He I did, liked him. He did really good. And they're all off Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I had to tag it somehow. All right, Randy. Yes, sir. I watched a oh. <laughs> uh, a new HBO Max movie last night, oh, directed so. by a man <laughs> who quit know. filmmaking years ago and now continues to keep making films, whether he shoots them on an iPhone or just whatever. <laughs> that, he just makes kind of fun little movies now. Um, I'm talking about the new, the new Steven Soderbergh film uh, called Kimmy, starring Zoe Kravitz, and it also features magician Derek Del Guadio. Oh, snap. Now, Randy, before you get into this, is this, is this a, did he make a biopic about the Formula One driver Kimmy Raikkonen? Uh, yeah, this is actually a Formula One uh, movie that he is shot on an iPhone. Are you, that would be the best thing I've ever seen. That would seen be tight, now. actually, yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I th in early talks, they were thinking about filming uh, Ford versus Ferrari on an iPhone. Is that Not true? Not true at all. <laughs> I, I think there's you. a Ford movie coming out soon, too. I forget who plays uh, Ford. Also, am I the only one that liked Unsane here? I think I am. I liked Unsane. Was uh, I? I, I, was, I, was I mean, I guess lukewarm would be a way to go with Unsane. All right. I, for whatever reason, there was something that just rubbed me the wrong way. I liked it. And it may be because I was molested during the movie. <laughs> or we missed the first 10 minutes of it. No, 
Uh, let me let you rephrase. You missed the first <laughs> yeah. ten minutes. I was there on time. Again, this is the th- we saw it at the theater. That As I was am, Randy uh, memorializing today. That's right. Well, it's because true. I was waiting. You know, for people who've listened to the show for a long time, this is only for you. Uh, I was waiting for Chuggy, that motherfucker. We had to wait for him to give him his ticket. Also, the theater where he uh, survived the mall shooting. R.I.P. Oh, also, you know what I just thought of? Steven Vodka Soderberg. You've said that on here before, I think. I did? Shout out Bird yeah. Cloud. R.I.P. R.I.P. Bird Cloud. See <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this uh this new one takes place in Seattle. Uh Zoe Kravitz is the main character. She is like some sort of a tech worker slash coder, and she is reviewing um these like data streams of audio from essentially like smart home devices. And the smart home device in this movie is called Kimmy kind of like Siri. Um, so she is essentially like analyzing conversations that people are having where like the AI doesn't necessarily get what the person's trying to ask. So she kind of like codes in like keywords and stuff to try to like in the future, solve these sort of like scenarios. Um, and while she is reviewing, reviewing the, uh, streams one day, she, there's like music playing pretty loudly, but she can kind of hear some like, weird stuff going on in the background. It kind of sounds like fighting. And so she hooks up like a EQ, like a manual EQ thing to try to like equalize the sounds out and try to like pick up more of like what's happening in the background. And she, um, hears like a violent crime happening, uh, essentially. And she's like, Hey, we need to look into this. I'm pretty sure that like this person is being, uh, assaulted. And so she like goes to the tech company. And of course the tech company, uh, is about to go, public so they don't want any of this um to be out in the in the public so she has a hard time trying to uh convince them of that so it kind of ends up being like a little bit uh little rear window a little uh blow out blow up type of situation Mm -hmm. um yeah it's good um it's short it's like 89 minutes um i don't know the writing and the script isn't like great it is a covid movie like there's a lot of masks and like hand washing and stuff in it and she's like an agoraphobic uh person who's like afraid to get outside and then you kind of see where where that's going um as the movie goes on but i will say that the ending of this movie was really fun there is a uh checkoff's nail gun situation i would say in this movie so that uh that was uh was fun the ending was they stole from the equalizer Sure, I never saw it. What? You don't like to have fun, dude? I like fun. <laughs> then go back and watch The Equalizer. Then when you're done with that, go watch The Equalizer 2. Part 2. I'm okay. Dan- Who's in that? Is that Denzel? Who is that? Is that? Yes, that is recently Oscar-nominated Denzel Washington. Nice. But uh, yeah, I think David Wayne's in this too. So if you're a uh, David Wayne fan, I think he shows up for a little bit. I didn't actually recognize him. In Wayne in the membrane? <laughs> in Wayne in the brain! Randy, when we were looking at the uh, photography stills from the yeah. International Movie Database page of Kimmy, uh-huh. it's just Zoe Kravitz in different hoodies looking... Um, like an alt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, so, hey, I'm a fan of. So apparently she's the only person in this movie. Uh, there's other people in the movie too, but she's the main character. Um, Rita Wilson is also in it. Oh my god! 
And Cliff Martinez does the uh, music. So what, is, what does the magician do? Uh, he plays the CEO of the uh, tech company. Of course he does. Does he good, do a good He's job? good. Yeah, he does a great job. All right. He's, uh, he's charismatic enough. Yeah. Does he talk about the ruletita? What is it? What, is it? what does he call it? I forget, but he does not bring up his magic act from, uh, <laughs> from in real life in the movie. Talks about how he's bros with David Blaine, and David Blaine just looks at him with his dead eyes. <laughs> I like David Blaine, but he needs to cheer up, man. Nah. Yeah. A sad clown. Yeah. I, I think that's why he was That's why so he tries popular. to kill himself every few months? Nah, he was kind of edgy. Hangs out with Harmony Crane, you know. Hell yeah. You ever watch that balloon stunt? That, no. That was pretty good. I listened to the podcast he did with Rogan about it, but I never... The balloon stunt was pretty good. I, I just... My favorite was cool. thing was when he was putting that nail through his arm and Rogan's just like, that's not magic. <laughs> <laughs> it's not magic, dude. He's like, yeah, it is. And he's like, no, anybody could do that. <laughs> anybody can do anything, Rogan. Well, anybody could also like chill in a block of ice too. Strange. Like I get his point. I'm in an emotional block of ice every day of my life. And uh, hey, Rogan's got that ice bath. He's on his way. Oh, God. (laughs) Other than Kimmy, I watched a uh, film on Apple TV Plus this morning. Oh, my God. It's also in theaters. Um, This movie is not made for me, but it is (laughs) directed by Josephine Decker. So I felt like I needed to watch it because I really like uh, her movie Shirley and Madeline's Madeline and Butter on the Latch. Um, great director, uh, really Butter talented. Butter on the Latch. Yeah, it's kind of like a. It's very sort of Terrence Malicky. It's one of her early ones. Okay, I'm out. Continue. But she has a new movie called The Sky Is Everywhere, which is essentially a adaptation of like a YA like teen grief drama. <laughs> it's also factually accurate. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, yeah, like I said, this isn't really a movie that is aimed for me. I am not this movie's audience, but it, uh, it looks great. She does, um, she makes everything look very, uh, beautiful. She doesn't do as much like weird stuff with the camera as she has in like Madeline's Madeline and, uh, other things from her that, that I have liked, but I don't know for this type of movie, I think it looks really good. Um, it's directed well, um, you know, scenes like. She knows how to like move a camera in scenes rather than like cut like a lot within like conversations, especially too, which kind of helps for the verisimilitude of the scene. <laughs> You're welcome. Jason Siegel is also in this. This takes place in Eureka, California, which is like northern, northern California for those listening that aren't the three of us. Um, so it's kind of like she lives with her uncle and her grandma because her mom passed away. Um, as well. And so basically, uh, yeah, her sister passes away, which is what she's dealing with in this movie. But um, apparently her mom passed away at an early age as well. Um, but Jason Siegel is in here and she, he plays her uh, uncle, who's kind of just like a, a, a stoner, like cool uncle type of guy. Uh, he was good. I, was, uh, I haven't seen him in a long time. Probably the last thing I saw him in was him playing David Foster Wallace. This kind of has like a goofier energy of that. He's um, but yeah, the sky is everywhere. It's on uh, Apple TV Plus. If you're a big Josephine Decker fan, give it a shot. But yeah, like I said, it's a, uh, it's not made for thirty year old men. <laughs> Who do you think thirty three year old men? 
I'm curious. Who do you think the target audience is? Teens. <laughs> so it's more of a like. Uh, uh, no, I can't think of anything. What's it? I would say it's though? more kind of like a In Perks Wolf. of Being the Wallflower, but I actually like the movie Perks of Being a Wallflower. I gotcha. Okay. So, you know, it would have been cool if like it was maybe like a little darker um, and it could work for like both, you know, younger audiences and older audiences. And maybe it works for some people uh, that are older. But yeah, I just keep thinking of Scott Pilgrim. That's the only movie I can pull. It's like, oh, that's the only teen movie you can pull. Is that even a teen movie? Twilight. (laughs) The only other thing I was thinking of is... um, where the Wild Things Are, which isn't a teen movie, but that's like oh, a, that's a, a movie off of like movie. a kid's book, you know? And he like made a very weird version of like a, a kid's book into a movie. Yeah, he fucked it up. It wasn't weird enough. Yeah, for real. I don't know. It's been years since I've seen I ne- it. I needed them monsters to have titties. <laughs> <laughs> so Randy, how many stars? I don't know. It'd probably be like a... Just Uh-oh. below three for me. Oh, what do you mean just below three? I got two and a half. It's like down the middle because, you know, it's visually it looks really good, but it's not a movie that I would watch again. <laughs> what is a movie you'd watch again? Titan. <laughs> you fucking weirdo. <laughs> okay. Last night was the night that was before today. In that night, I went down the stairs and I talked to my friend, Russell John, the fisherman. And I said, Russell, give me a Jallo movie. And then his response was, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) I said, I'm going to dip my toe into the yellow sea. And he's like, that's gross. That sounds like you're going to put your foot in pee. No, I'm not. Also, this conversation did not, <laughs> did not happen. happen. <laughs> but I did say, show me some Jello. And so, my friends, you've listened to this show. You understand Russell John Fisher. You understand his thought process. And I understand his thought process. And when I asked for a Jello movie, I even kind of prefaced it of like, you know, I, you know, give me, give me the big one. You know, give me a nice introduction. Oh. into the Jalo universe. <laughs> That's what I was hoping for. I should have known better, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I've known Russell for close to a decade. I know how he thinks. I set myself up for failure today <laughs> because his recommendation was, oh, we just got um, a couple of uh, uh, collections from Severin with Jallo, it's forgotten Jallo. So you, you, you set me up with a box set of forgotten Jallo, and I picked one within that box set. So I'm going to talk about Jallo for the first time. And as we all know, Jallo is Italian for gay. <laughs> now, can I interject at any point here? Or? Go ahead. All right. First off, you came down and you said, hey, uh, what's a Jallo I should watch? I said, you want to watch a yellow movie? You're like, yeah, I got to think outside the box, do something different. And I said, oh, we have a couple box sets from Vinegar Syndrome that I haven't watched. Oh, it is Vinegar Syndrome. Yeah. And I was like, you could, uh, one of them has cop in the title. You should watch that one. I think you'll actually do it. And uh, I'm guessing you didn't love it. The movie I watched last night is called The Police Are Blundering in the Dark, which in terms of a title 
you don't know if you can get any better than that. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Uh, but as I said, you know, this is my first time into the, the giallo genre. So, uh, Russell, if you don't mind, cue up with a little bedding music that I thought would be appropriate for the giallo genre, which of course, again, in Italian does mean yellow. So Russell, uh, let's go ahead and give it a nice bedding music. Nah. The police are blundering in the dark from Halea Colombo. <laughs> The tunes you're hearing in the background is Yellow, <laughs> originally performed by our brothers Coldplay, currently performed by Leo Morikowi, featuring Davey 504. <laughs> During an outbreak of violent murders in the area targeting young women, a journalist searching for a female friend goes missing, ends up in a villa owned by an eccentric photographer. This movie is one hour and 27 minutes. I can't tell you what the hell happened <laughs> in one hour and 27 minutes. All right. There's a pretty girl. She's yeah. on the road. She gets stabbed by a pair of scissors with a guy we'd never see. Apparently that's a theme that is constant throughout Jalo movies, whether or not they have money in them or they do not. Uh, heads up, this one has no money. <laughs> I will tell you, though, I didn't hate this. Okay. It's just, I again, you know, I think going into the intro of a genre to pick, you know, something. <laughs> this is very distracting. <laughs> All right, kill it. The bit's over. Okay. <laughs> Wait, can we hear a little bit more before we... Uh... Five seconds. That was good. <laughs> we sing together on that. I also like the still <laughs> of where we landed. So, yes, there is a murderer who I... If you were to pay me $100,000 and say, Clark, you watched this movie. Tell me who the murderer was. I would not be able to do it. I don't know. I don't know. There were scissors. And there was a man in a wheelchair who apparently could take a picture of someone and read their mind oh. from pictures. But he just, and he was also uh, a little pervy and <laughs> was wheelchair bound and was very cranky and never really left his giant like synthesizer machine. So, Randy, if you don't clean up your act, <laughs> you're going to be like, me to it. <laughs> Um, now I will say in the first five minutes, you know, the murder does happen. And then we are, uh, on a park bench, uh, well, not a park bench, we're on a bench on the street, uh, waiting for a bus. And there's a gentleman reading a newspaper and the newspaper article is talking about another murder that has happened with another model. And it just, and the title of the article is the police are blundering in the dark. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I like Fuck this. Fuck yeah. I mean, look, I, I think that, um, you know, all right, so, 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 so fill me in a little blanks on here uh, with this. So what, what are some themes that are very common in the giallo genre? So when we talk about giallo, essentially like, you know, um, these are 
more more procedural slashers to a certain extent to Peyton a broad stroke here. Yeah. And also it's it's basically based off, you know, romance novels in Italy at that time that were, you know, in yellow paperback. So it's it's sort of in that vein. They're like dime store novels. Yeah. Uh, very pulpy, very like gratuitous. Um, the movies like predate slasher films. They had uh, off camera killers who would wear black gloves usually. And um, yeah, a lot of them are procedural. So you usually follow like a detective or a cop. Um, I was talking to Terrell last night because he loves slasher films. And he, I was like, dude, you're going to hate these movies because the pacing is usually really slow. They're kind of a mystery that you can't really solve. A lot of the murderers aren't really in the movie or they are, but it's like, you got to jump hurdles of logic. to So get by to virtue of that, it's a little, it's a little noir. Yeah, kind of. I mean, most of these movies were made just to make money. So they're kind of like a uh, smattering of genres. A lot of nudity, a lot of violence. A, yeah. But yeah. I don't know. They're interesting. It, it's weird that they got like so popular among horror fans. I really think it was kind of like an elitist thing. Yeah. Where it's like, I, I watch these that. deep. It's almost like opera where you're like, you just don't get it. Like you have to be an intellectual to really understand Jalo. And a lot of the time, the plot lines just don't work. There are a couple of good shots in here. Here's one. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah i mean cinematography and a lot of like the surrealist narrative it's cool they're rad but uh again they kind of run long and they they haven't aged well do you uh do you think our our dear friend uh and collaborator Josadi perkins has seen any giallo i doubt it i think he may be into it oh you know since you brought him up Josadi hit me up after last week yeah he owns a copy of black ass Really? Yeah, the one that I mentioned. He Jasadi also has my copy of the Killing of a Chinese Bookie. <laughs> so Jasadi, our buddy and cinematographer living in the East Bay, please find that DVD. Uh, we should do a fucking screening. Track 100%. down Blackass. Give him some he money. Have it? He said um, Blackass approached him and his mom in in Oakland and sold him really? a copy. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I, he didn't have a copy when I saw him. He only had posters, so I made him sign it. I'll find the poster. <laughs> you find the movie. <laughs> You find the poster. <laughs> I'll find the movie. Let's make lots of. Right, I don't remember. What is the end of that Petra, hook? Let's make lots of money. Oh, okay. Pet Shop Boys. Yeah. Wasn't a good. It wasn't my best. Randy, cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> Randy, leave it in. Randy, do whatever you want to do. You're great. I mean, yeah, this was, uh, this was something. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's not like. It's a weird genre where I think people... Can you, can you give me something a little more palatable next time, Yeah, please? we could do Argento or Fulci. I just... Uh, I gave you a Fulci. I know you didn't. I, and, and you I, were like, no, no, you're going deep. I was... No, I didn't say... I was just like, you're going hack. We're the overlook hour. We're bringing up shit. What was the one I said? Don't uh, torture a duck. Yeah. Which I haven't seen and I wanted to watch. Oh, so there we go. <laughs> uh-huh. I knew something was up. Also, I know people are probably cringing at hearing that. I but knew something you know, was I, up. I hoard these movies. <laughs> Actually, we had to open the movie when you wanted to watch it. You're like, wait, this is in cellophane. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Um, it which, felt wrong for me to I, do I it. appreciate it. I enjoy it. I like to sniff them. You open up the Blu-ray case, you When I go down there and if I see something, I will not touch it. I know. And you told it, me that. It so feels now wrong. I leave everything in it. I know. So I that you have like to, it. So then you talk to me and then we can watch it together. See, see, Randy. You see? <laughs> Randy doesn't care. Randy jogs with his hands in his pockets. He's living on the edge. What are you, Alanis Morissette? <laughs> I wish.
Also, now, you know, Randy's talking about, you know, uh, Derek Del Taco. What was his name? <laughs> Del Guardio? Uh, Derek Del Guardio. Uh, isn't that the airport in, uh, <laughs> in New York? It's um, one of them. Well, I also have a fancy magician to talk about. Oh, no. Is this the, the little surprise you had for us? I, for whatever reason. Every every night this week, I watched a different Darren Brown special. Oh my god! Who's, I've, who's Darren Brown? Darren Brown is uh, the coolest <laughs> non Chris Angel illusionist that we have out here today. He's UK Chris Angel. So Darren Brown had a couple of Netflix specials from several years ago. I know he had the push, and what was the other one? The the shove, the lie, the fart, something. I don't know. <laughs> he, he, he stages these grand things. Uh, for example, one I watched this week was he took four. Um, now, in Britain, they call old people pensioners. Okay. Because they're on their pension. Here, we would call them retirees. Feels ageist when you say pensioner. I know. <laughs> Pens- well, it sounds like they're in jail. Yeah. <laughs> um, he picked uh, four pensioners um, to commit an art heist. So these are people 65 and over, uh, I think from about 65 to like 76 and sweet, sweet old people. Okay. Uh, one just recently lost his wife. He was a nice guy and he, and it was like an hour and 15 minute special and he taught them, you know, small things. They started out small uh, and then it grew from there and they, the end goal was to always steal this specific painting from this art gallery. Now, the special opened up where Darren Brown uh, was talking to the owner of the art gallery, and he says, okay, at Monday at 3 o'clock, I'm going to steal this painting, and I'm going to show you a picture of the person who is going to steal this painting from you. Show it to your security guard and tell him at 3 o'clock, this person will be stealing this painting from you um and uh they pulled it off but of course he's chris angel there was a severe amount of shenanigans that were going on there so what we learned here and yes uh clark are you gonna spoil it fuck yeah i'm gonna spoil it (laughs) suck it you listen to this for free so and we could record two shows a week that's your punishment yeah (laughs) nobody cares about darren brown go ahead how do they do it Here's how they do it. One of the guys has a fucking twin, dude. Oh, that's so dumb. He has a twin. They hit him under a fucking table. <laughs> because because in the in at the end, uh, Darren Brown was like, it was a flashback, and he told them, he was like, you're going to get caught. I want you to get caught. And then that's how it happens, because they get caught trying to steal yeah. it, and then there was a diversion. And yeah, so the guy's twin is under the table and he steals the picture. I don't know. It was fun. I liked it. They get caught doing graffiti and he sets him up. I mean, he puts a lot of money in these things. All right. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. There's production value. Sure. It comes across as, you know, it's, it's just TV special. I get that. It's a little trashy, but it's fun. Now, the one I showed you with the casino, that's the bizarre one. Because that one didn't work. And then it just ends. That one's called, what, what's it called? The Heist? Uh, the one with the old people, I think that's the Heist. 
the one at the casino, I think it's how to take down a casino. And he does not take down a casino. Because essentially he brainwashes a guy, makes that guy uh, give him 5,000 pounds. Then on TV tells him, hey, I brainwashed you <laughs> and I've got a TV truck outside. Come outside. He's like, Ooh, oh, okay. okay. I mean, how staged did that whole that thing dude, seem? Like, we watch a lot of found footage and a lot of people trying to act real. Yeah. He was one of the worst. Man, it was bad. And so he's got his $5,000 and then he loses it at roulette. Now, it, uh, granted, he was one off and the way that he was doing it and all the previous sort of experiments that he was trying to figure out how to, you know, correctly match the amount of beats that a ball was going to go to because he memorized the pattern of a roulette wheel and then he was listening to the sounds that the ball make and then was making a, cal a calculation based upon all of those criteria and he was one off and the guy lost his $5,000 and basically he was like oh shucks and then they were like you'll get your $5,000 back and he was like okay and then the show ends yeah it just ended it was weird too because all the setup like there was the one where they're in like the, the what the uh they're in that gym and he was calculating where the ball would end yeah. after being bounced off the wall. Yeah. But they were on a freeway overpass. Oh, that was cool. And he was looking away from the cars and he's like, You tell me, uh, just say when and I'll tell you how fast that car is going, and I'll tell you the make and model. It was like, What the fuck are we doing? And he was nailing it every time. And then he couldn't get the roulette wheel. Couldn't get it. Also, uh, here are some of the names of uh his TV specials, if you want them. Uh, Inside Your Mind, Seance, Messiah, The Gathering, The Heist, Trick of the Mind, Something Wicked This Way Comes, mm -hmm. The System, Trick or Treat, An Evening of Wonders, The Events, Investigates, <laughs> Hero at 3,000 Feet, Enigma, The Experiments, Apocalypse, Fear and Faith, Push to the Edge, and then The Next Great Magician. So The Experiments is a whole other series. Oh, this God. man's busy. He's fucking Chris Angel. He's just not goth. Yeah. He's, and he's gay. He's British and he's oh, gay. Oh, okay. So he's the Tim Dillon of magicians. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. When you showed me that, I was shocked that he didn't land the roulette wheel right. It was wild. And it was worth it. That whole buildup, it felt so fucking fake. When I, I, and I preface it, I'm like, Russell, this is one of the strangest <laughs> things I've ever seen. <laughs> Hey, is it, how did you watch that? Was that on YouTube? It's all on YouTube. Can we um put a link out for that? Okay, cool. Because honestly, uh, Found Footage February, watch that. Because they really missed the mark. I don't know. Would you say they uh, succeeded in their pursuit of verisimilitude or not? <sighs> I mean, I think that he has in the past. In this specific instance, I don't know. Because... Anytime you do that brainwashing thing, like, you'll never know who I am. I, I don't buy that. Also, they had, they had security camera footage of him brainwashing him. Yeah. That was fucking weird. It really weird. I, you know, honestly, this really works in, if you're a fan of, like, Ghost Watch and, like, British TV faux documentary, I think this fits right in there, honestly. Yeah, that, that's a good, what, which one was this called? What is the name that of That was How to Take Down a Casino. Because I, I don't see that on here. I'm pretty sure that's what it... All right, good luck. We'll, we'll tweet it out. You should be following our Twitter. It's great. Hey, did anybody tweet out that fan image we got of Randy from uh, Listener Sam where he was all beat up? We, we talked about last week how... Uh, oh, that was Listener Sam? Yeah. That was very... I uh, sure didn't. Yeah. We <laughs> <laughs> Why? You should have. That was great. <laughs> he, uh, Payment. He put a crown on you and made you the hereditary poster. We should... We should Randy, you're very photogenic. Even if it looks like a gang beat you up, you still look better than me. So 
I would have preferred a, uh, a midsummer one where I have a, a oh. crown of flowers. Oh, God. All right. Let's make them a tiara of flowers. Or, you know, even in lamb, they had that. Let's do a lamb one. Well, you should have made him in uh, the lighthouse where he's just eating lobster and farting. Or even <laughs> Fight Club could have put him on that. Oh, that is true. Dude, Randy Fight Club. Lobster is too much work to eat. I'm not a fan. We were talking about you just got to crack and suck, dude. (laughs) It's too much work. Dude, Clark was making me watch some bad Las Vegas buffet vlogger. Don't you love that guy? Dude, but we were talking about cracking lobster yesterday because it's one of the best Seinfeld bits with man hands. Man hands. Where Jerry can't do it. And she's like, let me do it. And she breaks it with her bare (laughs) hand. Anyway, it was great. All right. Do you have any more Darren Brown? Or? No, that's it. It's your turn. All and right. I'm ordering from Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> Jesus. Order has been placed. All right. Well, uh, this week, I again, I mentioned during the TBR report, I was all ready to watch a split screen De Palma POV double action film, Uncut Rage. And it didn't it didn't work well enough. Despite really want, your uncut rage? Despite my, yeah. I, I was thinking of a circumcision joke there, but. Of course you were. I decided not to go that direction. Uh, so Turtleneck Intact. I did watch a YouTube movie that was uh, recommended by Christian again, director of uh, Girls Night. He sent me a DM and was like, hey, I think y'all would dig this thing. And I, I played it for a minute and it was uh, vertical camera footage. Uh, what looked like it was in a train or something. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll put this in my queue of eventually I will watch these 100 movies that have been recommended to me. And when Uncut Rage didn't work, I went, wait a minute. That movie Christian shared with me is like an hour. Let's do that right now. So I jumped into it. Now, this one's going to be a little bit hard. It's available on YouTube. So again, no, we'll, uh, we'll share that on Twitter. It's called DQ Timothy's Andrew. DQ's Timothy Andrews. That's it. That's the name of the title. He's got a um, YouTube page called uh, Simply DQ. Now, I think only 175 people have watched this thing so far. It's an hour-long found footage movie that um, I don't know how this would ever show up on an algorithm. It went up eight days ago at the time of the recording, and uh, I dug it. It opens up with um, two very realistic-looking people. They're a, uh, and I only mention that because Nocturne, there's a lot of, uh, there are good, they're good movies to compare. Nocturne had very beautiful people with some vertical camera footage, but a lot of uh, monkeying in post. Mm. This movie is, it's vertical camera footage of a vlogger who starts with him and his girlfriend walking a dog. They, it's a lot of quick cut footage. Uh, he, he tries to play fetch with his dog with a brick. It's a very brief thing, but we get a lot of, uh, it feels realistic. Like we're jumping around. We don't really know what we're doing. Um, he goes home and we're introduced to what has to be his real house. He's got a poster of Goosebumps 2 on the wall. Oh, boy. Not framed. Straight up tacked on the wall next to a picture of Elvis. Like it's the kind of shit that you're like. Young hey, Elvis, old Elvis. Uh, young. Mm. And uh, it's the kind of stuff that no set designer could ever imagine because it's, it's fucking real. It feels like cops just bust into, into his house. Now, what he starts to do is fucking movie reviews. Like, he's like, today we're going to talk about Daredevil. And it, he's, he's the exact kind of horror fan that I think we all were at some point. Well, actually, not the group I'm talking to now. But 
they, you know, he does like a a top five kills. And I I just want to, I'm not going to ruin the kills that he picks, but I will mention the movies in order. So number five of his top five kills comes from uh, Final Destination 2. Number four of his top five kills comes from uh, uh, My Bloody Valentine 3D. Number three of his top five kills comes from My Bloody Valentine 3D. (laughs) Number two of his top five kills comes from Bride of Chucky. And number one comes from Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) But he's the perfect kind of authentic, cringy vlogger. And everything just feels so unfiltered. Like, this is the kind of shit I want from found footage, where it just feels like, holy shit, is this guy acting? Now, with this one, I know he's acting. If you look on his uh, YouTube channel, he's done fan videos of Friday the 13th. He's done uh, a lot of Michael Myers stuff. He, he doesn't have a ton of views. He's got, um, uh, like, Friday the 13th, Requiem, fan film. He's got, like, 1,000 views on it. So he's, I don't know, undiscovered? This thing was, was bonkers, though. Uh, by the end of the first act, we kind of start to see a domestic violence thing popping up. Now, it's mostly verbal, but man, there's a moment. Like, like so his girlfriend has been uh, brutal with him, verbally. And she tells him, shut up, stop making these fucking videos, right? So uh, one cut we get, he's in the bathroom. And he's standing up, he has his phone down. And he's about to review Daredevil. And he, he opens up with like, Ryan, the man Reynolds. Man, this movie. And his girlfriend swings the door open and starts yelling at him. It's, it's an effective jump scare. And she leaves and he just st- stands there. And he's so upset. He starts punching himself in the face. And uh, it's good. You're like, oh, he, he's doing it. He's going for it. One of the punches, like he's coming at the side. So, I mean, I, I feel like you could hit your jaw pretty, put a little bit of heft in there, make it look good. One punch, straight on the nose. Mm. And I'm like, ooh, that was a commitment. Then he turns, starts hitting his head on the wall, which is really effective for like, reverberation just to hear it because you can kind of gauge how hard he's going and then he sits down and cries uh it's really effective and the build is great then he goes into hey guys i have an idea for a new slasher character he's like you know you all know uh urban legend right and he has the puffy coat with like the fur rim hood and he takes out what looks like a um spirit shop uh purge mask and he puts it on it's smiley and it looks like it has like fake um uh, tube light. What, what do they have in bars? The uh, holo- not halogen lights. Alcohol. The, no, not alcohol. No, what neon. Is, neon lights. Neon slime. It looks, yeah, it looks like a neon slime purge mask and he's wearing it and um, he's like, check this out and he can turn it on. He's like, we got three modes and it's, it's really cringy and kind of lame. Can we get a neon light in here? That would be cool. I know you only want to do it because Tim Dillon has one. But. Oh my God. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, so he's like, well, think of this. If the room's all black, I can put on strobe and it's like, it's the perfect, it's the perfect level of this guy might be autistic, but he's also onto something. And he starts like creeping in the room when it's all dark. And again, this frame is set up so that he's got an exterior um, sliding door behind him. So if you've like, every time I ever have the camera on me in this uh, laptop, it's so washed out that you just look like a shadow, but he'll turn on the mask and it, it starts flashing. And you're like, you really could do something cool with that. He, of course, isn't right now. But you also think, oh, is he just going to like kill his girlfriend? And, you know, I'm not going to get into the third act. I, uh, 
this was a trip. And for just, you know, 175 people, uh, that's not enough. So again, DQ's Timothy Matthews, an original found footage movie, is the name on YouTube. Don't try and find it. I mean, put a I, link. I, we will. We'll throw up a link on um. You, send send on me Twitter. a link today. Okay. Um, that I won't look at. It's, <laughs> I'll I'll send you one on a via DM. By the way, I'm looking at custom neon signs. How much <laughs> for us, uh, dude? It's gonna be way too much money. What What do you What would you consider too much money? Oh well, there is a reason why Oksana has all my money. Yeah, because five hundred dollars. Uh, I've never met a too much money. Five hundred. Don't get it. Five hundred. I think is too cheap. Well, here's the thing. Oksana. You don't get what with neon signs. Why he doesn't have a too much money limit? Because they ain't gonna bury me with it. Although that would be cool. <laughs> I would do that. That's some like cool shit. Dig me a dungeon, bury me in the final room, put a booby trap on the door. Also, as a correction, when you were talking about Daredevil, you said Ryan Reynolds. I think you mean Ben Affleck. Wait, what? In Daredevil? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, not Daredevil. My bad. Uh, who's the guy that breaks the fourth wall all the time? Deadpool. <clears throat> it was Deadpool. Deadpool. That's what he was reviewing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. You know, I'm not a fucking China cuck over here. I don't love all their fucking Disney movies. For a oh, neon. sorry. You asked us to correct you whenever you have a correction. So. Randy you did good. Randy, thank you. Uh, for a 75 centimeter neon sign. Wait. How, convert that to me. 30 okay. inches. Okay. Uh, divide it for me by feet. I have no idea. Two and a half? Two and a half. Okay. $329. That's not bad. No, let's pull the trigger. Can we, can we make it smaller? I feel like it would be even funnier if it was smaller. We can do 10 inches, but you can't fit overlook hour. You, it's just overlook. <laughs> and, it's, and it's... Could you put it on a necklace? Oh, my God. Hey, let's do it. Let's crowdfund that. <laughs> I met a guy who works at a neon sign store in Manhattan once. I still have his number, but I don't know if they ship. Dude, Randy, you are becoming <laughs> John <Yes>. Wilson. <laughs> Randy, call him. Just like blindly call him out of the blue. Just be like, hey, we need one. He, he is still in a group text that I have with a bunch of people that I play music with. So I could ask him. Cool. Let's do it. Then we'll level up as a show. What color, what color neon y'all want? I don't know. I'm a hot a, pink. I'm a fan of pink or red. Light pink. I do like purple. green. I like purple. I hate purple. I purple. No. Red. <laughs> I, Red's hack. Hey, we're going yellow or pink. Yellow. Then we could play that theme song every time. I do like the hot pink. I don't know. Pink neon. Pink works. works yeah. I like green too. Where do you have any input? Red like my Powerade, baby. Oh, All right, God. we're out. <laughs> All right, ZQ, what? DQs. Oh, come on, Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen's Timothy Andrews. Oh, also, it sounds like they're in the UK. I almost pulled it just so you could hear the accents because mm. I think you'd be really into it. All right. Uh, she calls him a cunt at one point. Oh. I loved it. Well, it's European cunt. It's it's a much it's so, not. It's yeah, a it doesn't softer. mean. Why is that? Well, you know, why do they think that English breakfasts are good? Why did, you know? Why you know? European cunt. About? Why did they send us uh, James Corden? I mean, 
we would be more than happy to ship him back. <laughs> we'll keep Ricky Gervais. Use use keep, <laughs> use keep James Cordon blue balls in my face. Okay. <laughs> Alright, we got anything else? I don't know. Uh, Randy, Oksana, you got anything? You want to talk to the people? I'm Not really, no. I'm bad at talking <laughs> yeah. to people. Y'all are rude. Alright, Randy, go enjoy your comedy show later tonight. What, you gonna... You gonna hit up, uh, you gonna do a little grubbing before? Probably, yeah. I might go to a place that I've already been to, uh, two other times, but I should probably go somewhere that I haven't been and be adventurous. You gonna bring that Buster Keaton book with you and read it and then take it to the show? Probably not, no. If it was paperback, yeah. You should bring a camera with you. If you take a paperback, do you, what do you, you shove it in the back pocket, you put it in your pants, what's going on? I have done the back pocket, but um, I don't know. I usually just do a tote bag, throw it, throw the uh, book in there, and maybe a uh, a water bottle, water bottle <laughs> with water. Yeah, boring. I don't know how I'd feel if I saw Randy walking down the street with a book in his back pocket. <laughs> it's like Buster Keaton looking at you. Like, what would you? That's think? a big book, though. Yeah. He's he would have to have the biggest Jinko jeans <laughs> back pocket to put that Buster Keaton book in there. I don't know. I imagine you could you yeah, a cargo short. You can get a cargo short in there. Yeah. That's cargo possible. Pants. Randy, do you, do you own any cargo pants? No, I own two pairs of pants and that's about it. Those pantalones, dude. Two that I use in rotation. I do have more, but I don't really wear the other ones. They're not in the cycle. No. You can wear pants for at least a week, I feel, before washing them. I I don't know if that's a bad opinion or not. Unless you shit in them like I did a couple weeks ago. It's possible. I didn't talk about that on the show, but I totally pooped my pants. (laughs) Wait, are you still recording? Yeah, we're recording. We're not done. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Randy, uh, take her home. Yeah, you're hearing from me now, taking you guys home, but you're also going to hear from me again afterwards. In our little outro stinger with plugs and stuff. So, Randy, take us out. Again. Blow your load, David. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of The Overlook Hour. And if you would like to hear more, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a rating and or a review, which is a very easy way for you to support this show uh, that we bring to you every week for years now, free of charge. And as always, you can find us on YouTube at The Overlook Theater, Instagram at The Overlook Theater, Facebook at The Overlook Hour, and Twitter at The Overlook Hour. Last but not least, you can send us your emails and tell us how much you like or dislike the show at overlookhour at gmail.com. And if you're nice, maybe we'll uh, read them on the show. I've been your engineer, Randy Statt. Please join me along with Clark, Russell, and Oksana again next time. Bye. <laughs>